Hello and welcome to Bill Stern's Sports Newsreel from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. The Colgate Sports Newsreel with Pat O'Brien, pinch hitting for Bill Stern. Bill Stern, the Colgate safety man, is far away, for this is his vacation time to rest and play. The quarter night for he's away to take his place, we're glad to say we'll bring you Mr. Pat O'Brien. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. For the past two weeks and for the next two weeks as well, Bill Stern is on his annual vacation. And in his absence, Colgate Shave Cream is presenting distinguished motion picture stars. Tonight, the star who will pinch hit for Bill Stern is Pat O'Brien. Everyone knows Pat O'Brien is one of Hollywood's most famous actors. But before we present Pat O'Brien in person, may we speak about a baseball player. One of the smoothest players in baseball, a bat or in the field, is Enos Slaughter, captain and left fielder of the St. Louis Cardinals. This powerhouse slugger knows how to get sweet, smooth shaves, too. Enos is a brush and lather man, and he chooses Colgate Lather Shaving Cream. Here's what Enos Slaughter writes. Knocking the whiskers off my chin always seemed more of a problem than whamming a baseball over the fence. That's why Colgate Lather Shaving Cream has made such a hit with me. A razor gets my beard off clean and smooth with no strikes or fouls, and my face feels slick and comfortable afterward. Believe me, Colgate Lather is the champion lather shave. Thanks, Enos Slaughter. Fellows, try Colgate Lather Shaving Cream yourselves. You'll agree it's tops in brush and lather shaves because, one, Colgate Lather is light and fine textured, completely surrounds and softens each bristle, and stays moist throughout the shave. Two, that rich Colgate Lather supports the whiskers so your razor doesn't pull or skid, but cuts through clean and smooth, leaves your face feeling cool and relaxed. Get yourselves Colgate Lather Shaving Cream, the lather shave of champions. And now, without further ado, here is the famous star, Pat O'Brien, pinch hitting for Bill Stern. Pat O'Brien. Yes, I'm Pat O'Brien, like Don said. All right, let's get right to it. You know, of all the parts I've played on the screen, the greatest thrills I've had were the times when I played the part of some immortal sports character, particularly a football coach. I remember the part of Frank Kavanaugh in a picture of the Iron Major and Canute Rockney of Notre Dame. Kavanaugh and Rock. They were two of the greatest coaches in football history. And they were also two great Americans. Two great humanitarians. Frank Kavanaugh. What a strange and fascinating sports character he was. As a football coach, Kavanaugh was as tough a man as we'll ever see. He made many a kid who played under him at Dartmouth, Boston College, and Fordham play the game for all it was worth. But in his day, he turned out many a winning football team. When he quit the gridiron to go away to fight in the First World War, Frank Kavanaugh wasn't soft as a soldier either. That's why they called him the Iron Major. Yes, many of the bravest soldiers feared to serve under his command, for Frank Kavanaugh went where no one else dared to go. And where he went, he took his men with him, driving him through rain and sleet and mud. Many said that Cav, the tough, hard-boiled football coach who became known and feared in all the bloody battlefields of Europe as the Iron Major, wasn't human. And yet, it was from this so-called inhuman and heartless man that there came the most touching and tenderest letter written by a soldier in World War I. For one night, alone in his tent, with the guns playing a symphony of death over his head, football coach Frank Cavanaugh, the Iron Major, sat down and wrote a letter to his little son back home. And this letter read in part... Dear Davy boy... Your mother writes me that you have a chum. And she says that he is a fine boy who lives next door. Isn't that fine? 
I wish I had a chum. You and your mother used to be my chums. But now that's all changed. And I have no chum in all the world. I think it's rather sad. But I have a picture, which I take down and talk to when I'm lonesome. Didn't we used to have great times together? I wish I knew some little boys and girls over here so that I might talk to them and hold their hands. And I'd call them my boys and girls' names and pretend I was home. You must always remember that your father came to this great war for the sake of all little children. The lights are going out in a few minutes. So good night. Goodbye. And God bless you. From your old man, Cab. That beautiful, tender letter, written by the toughest football coach who ever lived, became the most famous letter of the First World War. A newspaper editor saw it, thought it one of the most moving documents ever written by a soldier, and it was reprinted in hundreds of newspapers all over the country, and it stirred millions of people. Frank Cavanaugh, the Iron Major, returned from the war as a broken man. Though he was almost blind, he returned to the game he loved, to coach football teams. Sick, broken, half-blind... Frank Cavanaugh remained a football coach almost to the day he died. And a winning football coach. Oh, yes. If it was a thrill to play the part of that unforgettable football coach, Frank Cavanaugh, the Iron Major, it was the thrill of a lifetime to play the part of another of America's great football coaches, Canute Rockney. In death as well as in life, Rockney remains an American institution. Yes, Rock enriched sports history with many strange stories. I'd like to tell you a fantastic tale in the life and career of Knut Rockney. Now, this story began in 1930 when Rock had another great Notre Dame team. His team had played through a tough schedule, was now going west by train to play the final game of that season. Notre Dame was to play Southern California. And as the train sped westward, there came a knock on the door of Rockney's compartment. Mrs. Rockney opened the door. She was alone in the room. And there stood Larry Mullins, the fullback of the Notre Dame team. And for a second, the youngster just stood there, embarrassed, hardly knowing what to say, and then he finally stammered. No, no, Mrs. Rockney, I'm sorry to bother you, but I wanted to see your husband. It's about Saturday's game. I'm sorry, Larry, but my husband isn't here now. Is there anything I can do? Gee, Mrs. Rockney, I know the coach isn't planning to use me this Saturday because of my injured leg. But couldn't you speak to him about me, ask him to let me play? Gosh, Mrs. Rockney, it means so much to me to play in this game. You see, I'm a Pasadena boy, and my parents will be at that game. They've never seen me play before for Notre Dame, and this is my last college game. I just have to play. Larry, I'd like to help you, but you know I never interfere in Mr. Rockney's affairs. But here is something that may help you get your wish. It's a tiny religious medal. Take it. And on Saturday, when you get on that player's bench, hold this medal in your hand. Squeeze it hard and hope it will bring you luck. Larry Mullins took that medal, and he had it in his fist when Notre Dame took the field against Southern California. And before that game was over, even though he had an injured leg, Larry Mullins was sent into the game, and he played brilliantly. Well, several days later, back in South Bend, 
Larry Mullins came to Rock and confessed that unknown to the coach, he'd received from Mrs. Rockney a religious medal, which had brought him his good fortune, and he handed that medal to Rock and asked him to return it for him. Well, Rock laughed when he heard the story, and he took the medal and stuffed it into his pocket, promising to return it, but he forgot all about it. Three months later, the plane in which Rock was flying crashed, and he was killed. And when they found his broken body in the wreck of that flaming plane that crashed in the hills of Kansas, clutched in his hand was the medal he'd forgotten to return to Mrs. Rockney. Uh, let me tell you another great story about Rock. All right, the scene is a stuffy locker room on a day when Rockney saw death waiting for him. In 1928, Notre Dame had one of its poorest seasons. Rockney's team lost four times that season, and it was said that the great Rockney was washed up. When the 1929 football season started, Rock set himself for a comeback. His reputation was at stake, and so was his honor. And Rockney was a proud man. However, at the start, fate tried to block his comeback on the glory road. For as the season started, Rockney was stricken with phlebitis, yet he went on coaching. Until by the middle of the season, Rockney was ordered to bed. Notre Dame was still undefeated, and the blow fell. But the Fighting Irish that Saturday had to face another unbeaten 11, the powerful Carnegie Tech team. The doctors ordered the sick Rockney to forget football. But that came in a lot to the bald eagle. So he accompanied his team to Pittsburgh for that game, even though he had to travel in a wheelchair. The afternoon before the big game, Rockney was wheeled out on the field, where he conducted one of the strangest practice sessions ever held. At night, he collapsed. Wild reports spread that the great Canute Rockney was dying, but the following afternoon, minutes before game time, a sick, weary Canute Rockney was wheeled into the Notre Dame dressing room where a squad of players was waiting for him. Rockney ordered all visitors out. Angrily, his doctor protested. Mr. Rockney, I forbid you to talk to your players. You're a very sick man. Intense excitement may break that clot in your leg. If it should go to your head or your heart, it'll kill you. Rockney waved his doctor away, ordered his trainer to pick him up, put him on the table so he could see all of his players. For almost five minutes, Rockley sat at the table, looking at his men. Then he began to speak. All right, man. Everybody up. Everybody up. All right, boys. You know what this game means to me? Last year, Carnegie Tank beat us. First time we lost at home in 22 years. Are you going to lose to them again? I don't know of any game I want to win more than this one. I didn't come here to see you lose. All right. I want the backfield. Hit that line. Right side. Left side. Left side. Right. Right all the time. Watch it on that field. Right on that field. They can't stop us. Nobody can stop us. I want you to go. 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 The players sprang to their feet. They went out of the door out on the field. Not one of them looked back at Knut Rockney. Had they done so, they'd have seen their coach crumple up in the arms of the doctor, his body limp, eyes closed, his face covered with cold sweat. That day, the winner was Notre Dame. Cheer, cheer for old Notre Dame. Yes, they say that brave generals die in bed. But Knut Rockney died a much braver death. For months later, when a flaming airplane fell from the skies and carried with it to his death, Knut Rockney... The whole world was shocked. And yet, even though Rockney has been dead some 18 years, his memory lives on. And they still say, out on the campus at South Bend, if you look at the Golden Dome over Notre Dame, you can still see his face reflected in the sunlight. And old-timers will tell you that the winds seem to whisper, 
Come on, gang. Come on, gang. And across imaginary white chalk lines will come the ghosts of football immortals to keep alive the legend of Canute Rockney. Well, I guess my time is up as a sports announcer, so I'll, I'll be back in a minute to tell you who's going to pitch hit for Bill Stern next week. But first, a word to the wise. If your shades leave your face rough and irritated instead of smooth and comfortable, brother, you try Colgate Lather Shaving Cream. It's really, truly different. And how? Colgate Lather Shaving Cream is made with a light, fine texture, and that enables it to crowd around each whisker and soften it up fast. In fact, Colgate Lather gets even the toughest bristles so soft, your razor slicks them off close and smooth. As easy as slicking butter off a plate. What's more, Colgate Lather stays rich and moist, doesn't dry out, doesn't drag or pull the blade. The result is you get a really clean, face-happy shave that's cool and comfortable. Put Colgate Lather Shaving Cream to the test on your beard. See how smooth shaving can be when you use the right cream. Tomorrow, buy the light cream, Colgate Lather Shaving Cream, the lather shave of champions. Ladies and gentlemen, it's been a great pleasure for me tonight to pinch hit for my friend Bill Stern and spin some of those fascinating stories from his pocketbook favorite sports stories. However, next week, pinch hitting for the dynamic and dramatic Bill Stern will be a pal of mine, Ronald Reagan. So until next week with Ronald Reagan, this is Pat O'Brien saying in the familiar words of Bill Stern, a good, good night. Tonight, Mr. Pat O'Brien pitch in for Bill Stern, who is on his vacation. And to take Bill's place next Friday night will be Ronald Reagan. So don't forget to be with us again next Friday night, same time, same station. At last, a good-tasting way to help prevent tooth decay. That's new Colgate ammoniated tooth powder, created in Colgate's research laboratories. Contains the revolutionary dental discovery that helps prevent new cavities. Plus, Colgate's exclusive foamy cleaning action and a refreshing minty flavor you'll enjoy. Get Colgate ammoniated tooth powder today. Economical four-ounce size, only 43 cents. Bill Stern, the Colgate-shaped cream man, is far away. For this is his vacation time to rest and play. Before next week, while he's away, to take his place, we're glad to say we'll bring you Ronald Reagan. C-O-L-G-A-T-T. Don't miss Bill Stern's latest sports surprise story in the August issue of Sport Magazine on your newsstand today. It's a gripping story that explains why Guy Lombardo, the orchestra leader, risks his life racing speedboats yet won't ride a horse. Read it in Sport. Pat O'Brien's next starring picture will be the RKO production Bail Bond Story. The Bill Stern Show tonight came from Hollywood. This is NBC, the national broadcasting company.